Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Real View podcast. For today's episode, I am here with Ifoma Pierre. He is a real estate associate broker, a coach, a speaker. He is going to be one of our presenters at our convention upcoming this September in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, And I could go on and on and on. His biography is quite extensive. You can read more about him on our website. But Ifoma, we are so happy to have you here with us today. Thanks so much for joining me. Well, tip top of the day to you, Ohio. I am excited to be here. This is great. Allison, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy that you guys uh, reached out to me to be on, on this podcast today. This is, I didn't sleep last night, so I'm excited. <laughs> We're so excited to have you. This is going to be a great episode. I, I love your energy already. going to be a great show. But before we get started on today's episode, I have to ask our signature question that we ask all of the guests who join us on the podcast, which is the name of the show is called The the real view. So I like to ask my guests, what is the best view that you've ever seen? The best view that I've ever seen, and if my wife is looking at this podcast, it will be the day that she was walking down the aisle. <laughs> but no, let me let me give you something. There you go. <laughs> you know, the best view that I've ever seen, it was, you know, a couple of years ago, I took the kids on a vacation and we went to this, uh, this train yard. It used to be a train yard and then they turned it into a hotel. Okay, so there's all the trains are like suites and and hotel rooms and even the restaurant was a train and you're actually in these physical trains and we were in the train. And outside of it there was this this uh this huge barnyard and they had movies in the in the yard. So we went out there, it was the evening time, could have been like around five thirty, six o'clock, and we were looking at frozen. But I remember sitting and, and it smelled so good out there because it's open air, it's fresh air. The restaurant is cooking, so you're smelling like the bread. It's like an Italian restaurant they have, so you smell the bread coming out. And I'm sitting there. The kids are running around playing, you know, watching Frozen. And I'm sitting in the chair, and through the window, I can see the sun going down. And it's, like I said, we're up on a hill, and you see the sun going down. And the grass was so green. The air was just the right temperature. The breeze was just the right temperature. And I remember sitting there and just looking on the horizon and just looking at this beautiful earth. And I just said to myself, man, if we would just slow down just enough to appreciate how beautiful life is. And for me, I I stopped watching Frozen. And the irony in that was I was looking at a show where it was freezing, but I was enjoying the sunset of the cool day. So I would say that that was my best view ever. And I've never been back there since, but um, that would be the best view that I've ever seen. Just looking at that sunset on the horizon, sitting on top of that hill um, that Friday evening. Yeah. Oh, I love that. No, I, I'm a sucker for a sunset. So anytime, you know, I can see a good sunset, I'm all about it. And it really does help you just pause for a minute and take a look at the world around you, no matter what's going on. And, and yeah, it's kind of just yeah, gives you a little yeah. bit of hope. Like it's going to be okay. You know, the sun was out today. It's going down. It'll be back tomorrow. You know, it's, I love, love a good sunset. And you described that so beautifully with the smells and everything. I'm imagining it. <laughs> 
in my head. So awesome. Well, thanks for playing along with my game. Let's talk about you for a second. I want to know a little bit about you. How did you get started in real estate? How did you become this amazing motivational speaker and coach? And and how did you get started? Did you always know that real estate was something that you wanted no, to do? No, and, and I'll tell you my story. So I was born in the, the island of Trinidad. It's a really small uh, island, very small. And I came over here at an early age. And my wife and I, when we first came over, we were living in Queens. And we still live in Queens, actually. And we were renting this basement apartment. And I never went to college. I didn't have any GEDs, didn't have none of these things. So it was a struggle back in those times to get a job. Because back those there was no YouTube and Facebook. There was none of these things. So those days, it was like, hey, you got to get a GED to get a job. So it was a struggle for me, right? And and I remember just in that apartment in Queens, in that basement, I remember just really feeling depressed and just looking to give up. You just had that place where I don't know how to provide for my wife and my son who was a, a year and a half old at the time. And I was struggling. So I remember one day, and I'm a certified tailor, fun fact. You know, that's what I did. And I made, oh, I made cool. garments yeah. for But when I came to America... And I go to the flea market and I see that they're selling a pair of jeans for $20. I'm like, shoot, man, I got to get me another job. I can't make clothes. (laughs) And you could buy them so cheap at the flea market. So, you know, for years it was a struggle. And then one day I remember sitting in the basement or sitting in the chair. We had this little brown chair sitting in the corner. And I was sitting there. And and back in the days, I don't know if you could remember this, Allison, but this was when we used to look for jobs in the newspapers. And that's where you had to go and you had to mm-hmm. go to the wanted ads. And I remember going to the wanted ads and, and seeing an article. An article, here's what it said. It says, learn how to make money in real estate with no money, no license, and no experience. I ran outside at the top of my lungs and I said, baby girl, I got a job. <laughs> she says, what are you talking about? She's like, what are you it's talking about? The one for about? me. Like, they put this in the newspaper and I ain't got squat. All the stuff that they're asking for, I do not have it. And and true story, by the way, I didn't make that up. I, I actually responded to the ad and 17 years later, here I am selling real estate. Uh, became one of the top. Wow. Became one of the top two. Amazing. Just under 40 in Long Island, New York. So. <laughs> Amazing. Well, congratulations. That it ad did, worked you know, out. And, and again, it was just, it, it was just my time. I never saw my story is not, I was always wanted to be a real estate man. I was desperate and I was looking for a way out. And that's what I say to everyone. Yeah. When you come to the place where you're desperate and you're not, there's no excuses. You'll do whatever it takes to be successful. Legally, I might add. I want to be very careful on that. But you're going to do whatever it takes. You're going to sacrifice yeah. <laughs> whatever it takes to be successful. That's when you're going to win. And that's what happened to me. And that's my story. I love that. And now look, quite the empire in life you've been able to build up for yourself. So how cool. I know. I love that. Thanks for sharing that little bit of background um, story. So I want to get into what you're going to be presenting on at convention. And we are going to hear your full presentation in just a few months in September at our convention. But this is such a cool topic. And I'm really happy we're going to be discussing this today because it's all about recruiting and the secret sauce to finding motivated, talented, amazing, reliable, and loyal agents. And 
not only recruiting them, but how do we get them to stay on our teams? Because the world of real estate, as we all know, is so competitive. There's more agents than ever. So many new licensees coming in every year, people renewing their real estate license, and it's a lot going on in this world. And But you're going to break down and share with us some ways that we can really find those gems in the midst of a saturated market. So let's get just started. Where would you start? You know, if you are a broker or someone in charge of hiring, where do we start with kind of just step one of finding these strong agents? Let's back this up a little bit, right? Let me share with you. So now, and I'm excited about talking. Some of the big things that we're going to really take away here is, you know, it is a noisy world that we're living in right now. And right now there's so many, and I call them gimmicks, but, you know, let's call them opportunities. There's so many opportunities where, uh, you know, brokerages and different companies and so many different things and agents are trying to figure out, well, where do I do? So some of the things that we're going to cover for sure is how to keep your top producers from jumping ship to your competitors. That's one of the things I want to talk about. Another thing is, is how, you know, we're going to talk about how you're going to make your top agents and some of the agents that are, that are not top agents, but we're going to teach you how it is uh, you're going to use some new techniques and how to attract them online. I think a lot of brokers' online game is horrible. They don't have an online game. I mean, agents, well, real estate agents in general, their online game is not great. And, and some agents usually are an extension of their brokers. I want to put that out there. So, so brokers, uh, their online game is a little bit horrible. So we need to talk about how you get some really techniques to attract them online. And then the, the, the other piece, the big piece I want to talk about is how to create a branded online portal to better onboard, train, and attract new talent. A one-stop place where they can get everything that they need. And I think that's where we need to go to. So the question that you asked is a great question. Like, what, if I'm a broker, what, what would I say? Where do I start? And here's what I want to say to you. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Okay? I think a lot of brokers get into the business and their leadership structure is not in place. They think that, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and get this website and give these agents more leads. Or I'm just going to give these agents more listing leads and just give them more, more, more. But your leadership is not in place. You see, when, you're, when your company has good leadership, and good core values, and I'll talk about that in a second, and a great company culture, that helps you as a company close more transactions because the people that are in there are working and they're happy. So the first thing I want to teach is, well, how is your leadership, right? How is your leadership? When you have great leadership, you will attract, but you will also retain top agents. So the first things first is, Let's take a look at your leadership. How is your leadership laid up? How is it structured? Uh, one, of the, one of the poor things that I've seen a lot of brokers do is the front desk. <laughs> the front desk in brokerages is such an important role, and I see brokers take it for granted, and they hire people for very little money, uh, no skill sets. And these, these people that you put at the front desk or a part of your leadership, a part of your leadership committee. And they're the ones that are interacting with your top agents, interacting with your agents. Now, if you have a poor front desk, that's going to mess with the atmosphere and that's going to mess around with the agents, which ultimately will mess around with your money and you'll find agents are leaving. So leadership is critical. That's my first thing that I want to share uh, with my class when we get together in September. 
How is your leadership looking? This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. Yeah, I love that. I, I that I feel like that may be an easy position to kind of look over. I love that you mentioned the front desk because that's like maybe the first person that these agents are going to see when they walk into that office, you know? like. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's funny. When I was, you know, when I started off in the business, I trained under Brian Buffini, right? Great, great coach. And, and I was a certified mentor for many years and I love his program. And even before I became a coach, I was always a part of it and taught his program. But one of the things he taught me was my front desk is my director of oh, first yeah. impressions. That's what he always taught me. He says, your front desk is director of first impressions. They're the ones that are 90% of the time, the first contact to the buyer, the first contact to a seller, if a seller calls in or a buyer calls in. They're the ones interacting with your agents on a daily basis. If you have a poor front desk, that can cost you thousands of dollars. And that right there, my friend, is just one tip of how it is you can increase your retention rate by having a good front desk. So, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. And then another thing you mentioned that I think is so important too is culture and company culture and, and what that looks like. And you mentioned core values and developing those. Tell us a little bit more about that in some in some of your advice and strategies to successfully create a good culture in your company. Okay. So one of the things when it comes down to culture is, well, first of all, a lot of uh, brokerages don't have core values, right? And if they do, they don't share them with the agents, okay? That's number one. When it comes to culture, you have to provide, you see, without me getting too deep into this, here's what I want you to understand. If you have a great culture and great uh, atmosphere, when another company is trying to take your agent from you, they can't just take your agent. They have to take the entire what? Atmosphere. Right, So yeah, you might get a higher split, but this atmosphere of love, this atmosphere of support, right? you're not going to get that anywhere else. I'll give you an example of great culture. When you start having your agents where they don't feel like they're competing against a broker. Ooh, let's just talk about that. We have brokers where they are listing and selling brokers. If I'm an agent in your brokerage, I feel like, oh, wait a minute, I'm competing against you. That's a big deal. Or you have managers that are selling. That's a big deal. Or you have clique. If, if, your, if your agents just feel as if there are a group of agents that get a special set of treatment other than everyone else, that can break your culture, can break the environment, right? Everyone has to be treated with the same level, right? And, and, and treat, treated evenly. So, so definitely having, you know, uh, having a culture where it's, it's, uh, it's all about a growth. It's all about development. And like, I'm coming back to leadership a little bit. Here's one of the things that I see a lot of offices fail when it comes to developing a, a, a culture. You have to teach your agents how to be proper business professionals. 
What do I mean by that? I think when we come into the business, they say to you, oh, you're in the business, you're in the business for yourself or not by yourself or some of those phrases or something like that. The challenge is, is that we don't teach agents how to become better business owners, like how to set up yourself properly, you know, LLC or an S-Corp, how to take advantage of tax advantages. Like you, you should have a, a, just a business type of an atmosphere where you're bringing in these people and you're, you're, you're teaching them how to become better business owners. That's great culture. Now I'm coming in and I'm not just you know, looking to list and sell. No, you, you taught me how to be a better business owner, how to run my business, how to set it up, how to be successful. So when you, when you, when you do that, you have a culture of business professionals. Now you have, you have moved out of just a bunch of licensees trying to hustle, but you have these business professionals in the business. Man, that's beautiful. You do that. You do something like that when another company is trying to take uh, that agent, they got to take that atmosphere and they can't. Because they didn't create that culture, they didn't create that atmosphere of that business-minded profession. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, one of the things that, you know that we're going to learn more about in your session is recruiting, and it's in your kind of mindset shift that you discuss um, when it comes to recruiting. It's not about chasing and going out there and searching for the best talent, but it's about making yourself and your company drawing that talent into your business. So it's less of the chasing and more of the attracting, which I think is a really cool way to put it. Tell us a little bit more about that and how we can make ourselves attractive so that that talent's coming to us instead of us out there searching for it. I think, you know, I came up with with, with that from one of my mentors, Darren Hardy. And he said that success is not something that you pursue because whatever you pursue runs away from you. But success is something that you attract by the person that you become. So when I think about an office and, and you say, how do I attract? Well, first of all, let's go back. It has to be your leadership. Set up. How is your system set up for an agent? Explain to them. Who do you have in place in order to help them with the success? I talked about having a business business coach, uh, having maybe uh, um, an in-house um, accountant that can advise them and teach them and show them, right? Having all these things, putting these things in place on your core team. But the other thing is, is how are you positioned on social media? That's how you attract. How you attract is, here's one of my pet peeves right now. A lot of brokers, what they're doing is they're hiring these virtual assistants to make phone calls to agents asking, saying, hey, do you have time to come talk about my office? That's what? You can't do that. You're trying to hire top talent by giving me a virtual assistant phone call. You don't even have the decency to make the phone call yourself. Okay? So that's not that's one way to not attract talent. How do you attract talent with, number one, your social media presence? When you start talking about your leadership, you start talking about your core values, you start promoting the culture of your office. Like, for instance, why are not more brokers doing testimonials of their agents? This is one tip. If you want to get one thing to walk away today just to show you how you can attract people, is hire a professional videographer, come to the office a day, and interview all of your agents and let them talk about what's the best thing that they love about working at your office and then take those videos and then you drip them out in social media. There's so many other things we could talk about. But now when people see somebody like Allison talking about, 
Oh, it's amazing to work over at this brokerage. I love the way that they support you. Understand something. We are all emotional creatures. So when I see Allison and her personality matches my personality, all of a sudden, here's what I'm saying. Man, I want to go work where? There. Because Allison looks so happy. Right? Or Pierre looks so happy. Or I connect with him. So when you start doing that, all of a sudden now, and you start putting that out on social media, you start emailing those things out using programs like BombBomb Bomb and Dub, and you start emailing it out to prospective clients. All of a sudden now, people are calling you talking about, hey, man, uh, when is a good time for us to talk? That's how you attract, by putting out there what it is that makes these agents happy and these different personalities. Yeah, and, and that you're right, that just draws people in and and they are telling the story for you. So you're not and I think too, like in this day and age, agents can tell if things are not genuine and if things are seeming artificial and fake, you know, they're gonna be able to sniff that out. And when you see organic testimonials and stories like that, it just makes it so much more real and they're gonna be attracted to that. That's kinda yeah, just my perspective on Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You mentioned you mentioned something there about stories. Mm -hmm. That's part of what I wanted to talk about. We all are stories. Everything that we do is a story. When you watch a movie, you're watching a what? A story. When you're reading a book, you're reading a what? A story. When you are on Instagram, you're on Instagram what? Stories. When you're on Facebook, you're everything is a story. The story that you tell. And yep. that's what I want to teach my brokers. Listen, what are you telling? What are you telling these agents that you're trying to attract to them? And that's where your culture. I want to share this with you. Your company's reputation is resting on the least productive, least ethical, and worst agent in your brokerage. So what that means is, is that if you don't have good culture and core values where you have an agent, a bad seed, and I always was amazed by this, where you could have a bunch of apples, you could have five apples, and one apple is bad. The five good apples, no matter what they do, cannot make the bad apple better. And the reputation of those six apples determines on that one apple. That's how big culture and core values is. And that's how important it is to make sure that you have the right people in your brokerage because, hey, man, that can affect you significantly. Yep, absolutely. And another thing, too, that you mentioned that I want to um, briefly talk about, and I know you're going to go into way more detail in this at your convention presentation, is this online portal to onboard and train, which I think is really interesting and really cool. And I think that that is a step that some people may miss is we just want to, all right, we get them in. All right, ready, go, go start, you know, getting listings and go start selling and go start, you know, whatever. But there is such an importance on the onboard and training, why is that so important and how can we as brokers do a better job at it? Well, again, you know, before, before the internet, before all of this technology, we had to do things the analog way. You know, in my training, you'll see where I talk about the legacy broker, where the value of the broker back in that time was simple. Number one, um, you had to come to the office to get internet. If you were doing, if you were doing real estate back in 2005, uh, nobody had, everyone didn't have a high-speed internet at the house. You only, only the brokerages and businesses used to have high-speed. Remember when we used to use dial-up? Right. Okay. So, 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 so you had to come to the office in order to get, to get the, the internet, right? Follow me with this here. Um, in order to use the, the phone, 
right? You remember back in the day where it would be like, call me after nine? Because you can't use up your minutes. You remember? Yeah. Those? Okay. So I had to come to the, yep. to the office <laughs> to get the what? The phone, the fax, the the printer, right? You you with me so far. I had to come to the office to get the physical training because there was no there was no Zoom. There was no video, right? So right. the brokers really didn't have to do much, but just rent a place, open it up, put a couple of phones in, get the internet, and people would just come, okay? That has since changed. So now I don't need to come to your office because there's the virtual office. I don't need your phone because I have unlimited minutes. I don't need the internet because I have, I have internet. And I don't need to come to the office because everything now is on demand. So what is it that you're doing? Mm-hmm. So when we teach about the unbranded port, the branded portal, is you have to figure, you have to have a place where agents can go really quickly to get everything. Because number one, agents don't like to do two tasks. If you say to do one thing, fine. You ask them to do two things, okay. If you say do one more thing, to say I'm out of here, I'm done, I'm gone. Don't ask me to do three things. I'll only do two. So so with the portal, <laughs> you have to a place where number one, they can get all of your links, all of your documents. Um, all of your onboarding videos, your proprietary process. That's the other thing, too, that they're missing. Like, they bring the agents in. Allison, you're a successful broker. Well, what made you successful? Well, what if we captured all of the things that made you amazing and put it on an online course, a learning management system? And when a new agent comes in, we say, hey, look, listen, go check this out. When you're finished, come talk to me. Two things happen. One, you allow them to do it on their time. But two, it frees up your time because you don't want to spend time teaching somebody something. And then two weeks later, they come back and ask you, oh, what was that you taught me again? No, you could go back to the portal. So we'll teach you about that. But the onboarding process is so crucial because when an agent comes in, they're hungry. How do I get you to zero from zero to two or zero to three? And when I say three, I mean a contract. In the next three months or the next four months, how could I get you from nothing to th- what's my process for that? And that's where the branded online portal is because I'll sit with you and I'll say, look, listen, you take this program, this program, this program. Then we're going to tighten this up. And then within the next three months, you can get three listings or three contracts. Now you have a process. So that's why that's important. And it goes back to that's your first impression of your business. Like it goes back to your front desk staff person. That's the first touch that they're having with your company in their first few days on the job. This should be um, such an important part of what they do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And again, we'll talk some more about that, but, but but everything still rises and falls on your leadership. And I think that's where I'll spend a little bit of time on. Like how is your leadership structure? Because if you can show that agent, especially top agents, agents that are not top agents are not that difficult to recruit, right? If they're just coming out of school or wherever, or they haven't sold anything, you know, they'll come. What you want is the agents that's producing. How do you bring them over? And that, my friend, has everything to do with leadership, culture, systems and tools. Yep. Got to be strong from the top down. So great place. You know, I asked you, where did you, where should you start? You know, and it starts with you, it starts with you as the leader of this brokerage, you know, sitting down, figuring out your leadership style. And then that trickle is going to trickle down through your whole staff. And getting the right people to. Yeah. I think the challenge is, is that one bad hire could cause your company to close down. You know, so you, you, you have the wrong front desk person. You have the wrong manager. You know, well, I, you know, this is the only person I can get because they were affordable or they were cheaper. It's who I can pay. And that can cost you a lot of money. So that's, that's a big conversation for us to have. Like maybe I just back up on certain things and invest in a great team, great support team, right? 
and then we could take it from there. Yep. Finding that right person, the right one that's going to fit within your company and fit within your culture too. Back to the culture piece of it too. You want to find that person that's going to fit and work for what you're trying to build. And there you go. Yeah. Well, this has been some great little teasers, great little tidbits and and great way to start for a preview, I should say, to start for the presentation that will be coming later this fall. So thank you so much for sharing a little bit. And and I can't wait. I'm sure there's so many more gems that you're going to share with us at this presentation, but this was great. And I just wanted individuals listening to get a little taste of your full presentation and what is to come later and take some things away with them, you know, if they are not going to be able to be there with us in person. So thanks so much for sharing um, a little bit about this presentation today. This was great. My pleasure. My pleasure. Can't wait to be with you, Ohio. It's going to be great. We're going to have a grand old time that I could promise you. Yes, we are. And I know we were chatting before we started recording, and this is going to be his first visit to Ohio. So Cleveland, we have to show out. We have to put on a show. (laughs) I can't wait, man. I wish it was tomorrow. It's going to be so good. Yep. It's going to be great. We can't wait to have you too. And thanks for joining us in September. And thanks for joining us uh, here today. This was so great. And we can't wait to see you this fall. My pleasure, guys. God bless you. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Yep. And to all of our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.